Good afternoon, Rocks and Roots family, and welcome to another episode of said Rocks and Roots podcast. How are you? How are you? I am wonderful, and I am <laughs> realizing that we spent between cabins and food and oh, yeah. various adventures, we spent a lot of money, hundreds of dollars to do three new AT miles. Uh-huh. And that is hilarious. Because we're extra like that, you know. But that's not what... Doing new miles is not what this trip turned into. We originally intended, as we had mentioned, to do 30 miles from the southern tip of the Shenandoah, mile 864, down to VA route 56, 46, 78, hike, I don't know, whatever, mile 834. Um, and then that plan fell to shit because you had stuff going on. Yeah, I've been dealing with a cough on and off for like three days and then there was a leak in my house the day before. So yeah, it was just a shitstorm of shitstorms. So... The night before, we were supposed to be Friday night, Saturday, Sunday night. Sunday night. Wow, it's Tuesday. Um, <laughs> I suggested we'll start in, as plan B, we'll start in Harper's Ferry. We'll walk 10 miles south to um, whatever memorial shelter that is. We'll put it in the show notes because I can't think of it off the top of my head. And we'll turn this into just a camping slash small walk overnight, which as we got out here, the miles that we were going to walk got dramatically shorter and shorter, but the camping part we did extraordinary with. Yes. So we departed from Jersey (coughs) yesterday. So there is the said cough, folks. That's been the soundtrack of the last 40 years. Um, we departed yesterday at 5 a.m. And pulled into the AT Conservancy Visitor Center parking lot. Like the official HQ. And the unofficial halfway point. At approximately 9.30 a.m., no, it wasn't, because we were waiting for them to open it. That's right, like 8.45. Yeah. Met a group of lovely thru-hikers, flip-floppers, chatted as you would normally do. Um, One guy was adamantly hating the uh, roller coaster that is Virgin, Northern Virginia. Which we've talked about in one of our early episodes. <clears throat> we did not find that to be an, an issue. issue at all. We just blew through it. But we, oh, since we're section hikers, we always start this shit with fresh legs. Except for this time. Neither, none of our four legs were fresh this time. No. Um, there is a shuttle. Oh, you're not allowed to park. This pissed me off. You're not allowed to park in the AT Conservancy headquarters lot overnight as a section hiker. There is no um, long-term parking really anywhere in that area like Boulevard or Harpers Ferry. What you would think, (laughs) that is their headquarters. That is the main Appalachian Trail Conservancy headquarters. 
that is an extremely popular section of trail, you would think they would make some sort of accommodations for that. But no. Nope. So the gentleman was like, you can park at the National Park headquarters and you can walk from there and you were looking at that and that would have added two miles. Uh Uh-huh. So... I mean, that's really no big deal, but... We didn't want to do that and pay the fee. Yeah, that's right. We would pay the fee. And register the car. So, I said, there's a better way. There was. We head up to Keys Gap. Is it Keys or Keens? Keys. Keys Gap. That is right where the section we need to make up. This trip was about filling in what we thought was a five-mile gap that we needed to do. So, Crank said, why don't we park at Keys Gap? We can overnight park there, walk to the shelter, park our stuff at the shelter, and then turn around and do the extra five miles. And I said, I even have a better idea. Why don't we just leave our shit in the car, walk the five miles north, come back, grab our shit, and then walk to the shelter? Which was hilarious because we had both packed for a 30-mile, 48-hour adventure. Uh-huh. So the unloading of shit from our packs, like two backpacking tents, two sleeping bags, a uh, giant food bag, like all just ended up in my trunk. Yeah, and it quickly went from 30 miles to like, oh, we can do 15 miles for the day. That would be great. And then we'll do three miles tomorrow morning. But then it turned into, oh, we can do 13 miles north back, north five, south five, and then three to the shelter. But then it it really went down from there. Yeah, and one of our plans was to hike from Keys back to the AT Conservancy because when they found out that we were section hikers that have done about 900 miles, they were all excited. They're like, we gotta get your picture of section hikers in the official logbook. So we're like, alright, when we hike back this way, we'll we'll do that for you. Um, we ended up modifying the plan further. When we only found it was like 3.1 miles to the spot that we needed to be before we turned around. And how did we get this stupid little gap that has been bugging me for years? So in 2018, we did a long section um, between Harper's Ferry and Pennsylvania. And we said, why don't we do the 24-hour challenge where you hit four states in 24 hours? So we're like, all right, let's do this. So we arrived in Harper's Ferry, quickly jumped south on the AT hit the West Virginia-Virginia border. Touched our toes. Touched our toes in Virginia and then turned around and started our north hike. Needless to say, we couldn't get in in 24 hours, but we did eventually get into Pennsylvania that trip. So that left a... And then we walked to Keys Gap on another point. Yep. From going from south to north, then we just missed that 3.1. That left a tiny gap that has been bothering me for bothering years. Bothering him forever. And anytime any trip comes like, you want to go running this weekend? Yes! Let's go to Harper's Ferry and fill in that gap. <laughs> Every single time any outing is suggested, I suggest this 
gap, which you will be free of. I will no longer have to suggest this now. All right. So we did walk the three miles to the Virginia-West Virginia border, walked back to the car, and then you had a brilliant idea. Oh, man. Yeah. By the way, that little tiny stretch of trail is gorgeous. Awesome. Yeah. If you are not familiar with the AT in and around Harper's Ferry, which I'm assuming most of you are that listen to this podcast, um, it is basically a hump because north of Harper's Ferry is flat. It's a canal. The AT follows a old And then canal. you go up eventually. Yeah, you climb, you hit Harper's Ferry, and then you climb up through Harper's Ferry, which is a town built in and amongst hills. And then, <clears throat> that's a little hump. You climb back down, you cross the Shenandoah River, and then you climb up into West Virginia. Well, the way that we worked this, we avoided all of that climbing, and we just drove up to the top of the ridgeline and walked along the ridgeline. It's a, a lovely section of three miles that you're hearing about on this hiking podcast. That's right. As we say, work smart, not hard, and that's exactly what we did. So I said, well, since we're done, why don't I just look for, like, look for, like, um, campsites in Harper's Ferry, and I found one on the uh, Potomac River. Which was amazing. So this very quickly turned into a not about the hiking, but about the glamping. But about the glamping and just like being out overnight and being in nature, which neither of us had done since November. Yeah. And was very sorely needed. So you found... Yeah, this spot, River... River Riders. Thank you, River Riders. It's not just a campsite or cabins. It is kind of like a... An outdoor amusement yeah, adventure, adventure complex. So they have zip lining, they have rafting, they have everything in between. They just started snowboarding, not snowboarding, snow tubing. Snow tubing. Um, such a great winter we had this uh, season. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it worked out real well. We ended up getting a cabin. Um, Which was, well, cabins are always pricey. Yeah. Um, this, I thought, was particularly pricey for what we got. Absolutely. Almost 200 bucks, but mm-hmm. we decided just fuck it, we'll do it. Exactly. For one tiny room with bunk beds and then your bed. Was a bathroom. A, yeah, a bathroom. Is that a king or queen size? It must have been a queen. So, yeah, it's basically a tiny room filled with beds. Yes. But it was they, all ours. They do have a microwave and a fridge. I mean, if you wanted to take a zero and wanted a shower... I mean, I'd recommend that place. Yep. Um, spending lots of money, but <coughs> there are people that save up, like, tens of thousands of dollars to glamp through their AT hikes. So if that's you, River Riders is the way to go if you're looking for a zero exactly. near Harper's Ferry. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was basically it. We um, walked through town. It was a busy, busy day in Harper's Ferry because everyone had spring break. But, um, yeah, we got stuff. We got stuff for dinner since there was a fire pit. We decided to be creative, and which is what I like about some of our hikes that we cut short and we get cabins, because this has happened before. We're usually, we started to get creative with the cooking.
cooking once we have a fire pit. So we've talked about, we've done steaks, we've done sausages. Uh, you had watched, if you want to throw a free plug out there, if you remember the channel, a YouTuber named Calzones. His last name is Budnick. He is a Canadian outdoorsman. He uh, just goes into the wilderness and either tents it or he cowboy camps and creates these amazing dishes out in the wild. So you are impressed with his calzone, so we decided to do something similar. So after some brainstorming and a trip to Walmart, we picked up some silicone grow mats, which are heat resistant up to 600 degrees, some pizza dough, tomato sauce, mozzarella, I had pepperoni for my lunch, so we already had that, and some sausage. sausage. Yeah. So, pound out the dough into a rough pizza shape. Um, <laughs> if you look on our TikTok, yours came out more pizza looking than mine. Yeah, don't forget the olive oil, that really helped us. Yes. Um, so, olive oil on the mat, olive oil on the dough. Once we got our fire going, we were really fortunate that it had a grate. Put the grate down, put the grill mat and the dough down. That was, um, like, less than five minutes for the first side. Yeah. Um, I do this at home on the, like, the gas grill all the time, so this was very similar. It's just the heating medium was different. So five minutes, take it off, flip it over, um, then put your cheese and your sauce and all your stuff on the side that has already cooked. Fun fact, put cheese on the bottom before you put either your top, your sauce or your toppings, just so the cheese can fuse to your toppings and your below, doesn't... and then eventually you'll get meltage on your top bit of mozzarella, so so your all of your toppings don't fall off your pizza. Which worked out wonderfully. So yeah, that was absolutely delicious. I think that was the best camp meal we've done so far. Yeah, I'm excited to try more. Um, we are thinking of getting a reflector for uh, our fi future fires, just so we can like basically um, bake stuff without needing an oven. Yep. That would have been helpful last night. Yes. Um, because we kept having to move things around a lot so it wouldn't burn while we were waiting for the cheese to melt. But check out the TikTok. It came out amazing. Um, and then we were right on the Potomac. So after dinner, we went down and stuck our feet in the freezing cold water, which was awesome. Yes. And uh, what I found wonderful is that these little fish came over and started to nibble at all the dead skin on my feet. So I was getting a, a pedicure without realizing it. Yes, a free pedicure. Yes. Um, and then had sat by the river. It was a lovely evening. This morning, we walked. How far is it into town? Like a mile, mile and, and a half? half. Yeah. Uh, we walked a mile and a half into town because I wanted, even though we had both been to Harper's Ferry many times, and it's, but, you know, obviously we were through there when we did.
section hike years ago. We didn't have the podcast then, so I wanted some video of some of the sites for the podcast TikTok. So nothing is open before 9 a.m. in Harpers Ferry. Yeah, which is such a pain in the ass. Yeah, everything opens when the national park is officially open every morning, which is 9 a.m. Oh, that's why that's... Okay. I'm thinking so. All right. But the walk from the campground to town was awesome. It follows the old canal road. Uh, so you're walking along the remnants of the canal. The town was awesome. We saw... We've got some gorgeous photos of the Catholic Church, mm. which survived the Civil War by hanging a Union Jack and saying, hey, we're not part of this shit. Leave us alone. And it worked. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Episcopal Church, which is 15 feet away, yeah. burned to the ground because they were like, Gone. we're going to be a field <coughs> hospital. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so then soldiers were like, you're a field hospital. Well, you're a military base now, so we're going to shoot you. And it was rebuilt after the war, but burned down again. Yeah, the Henry VIII did. Yep. And it leaves some really nice runes, but I thought that that was an interesting bit of history. That Catholic Church has been there since 1830. Yeah. And the reason there's a Catholic Church in the middle of English-settled Maryland is when they were building the canal and the railroad, there's an influx of Irish workers. Uh, walked up to Jefferson Rock again. Which is a rock. But it's a special rock because Jefferson stood upon it and birthed Harper's Ferry in that moment as he was standing on the rock. Was he standing himself. on that rock? Yes. It's not just because the rock was about to fall onto people, so they decided to prop it up and name it Jefferson Rock. No. Legend oh. has it that he was standing on that rock. All right. And looking at where the Shenandoah and the Potomac Rivers meet. Oh, that's right. And said this would be an awesome site for an industrial town and just a view. And a coffee shop. Yes. He's like the coffee shop. He planned the whole town right there. <laughs> he said... <laughs> coffee shop's gonna be down there. And it'll it's open at 9 a.m. Yep, it's gonna be called Battlegrounds Coffee. <laughs> and the gun manufacturer's gonna be over there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the whole thing he planned. Done. He spoke it into existence. Once again, Thomas Jefferson rules all. It, he is our favorite president, in yes. case you have not been able to tell by the many times we have mentioned his awesomeness. But <clears throat> it's just how people spoke and how he spoke in the 18th century. Um, he's looking at this gorgeous view, which I will post pictures of. And he's describing how the two rivers meet and fall away from the mountain. And he's like, this view is worth the trip across the Atlantic. And I thought the view was worth the trip from New Jersey. That's right. So as we were getting our iced coffee and contemplating life, we got onto the topic of, you know, interpretation of a site. I mean, um, this is not, this has turned into like a history episode, so. That's okay. We've mentioned that in our Instagram description, so. Okay. So, there is so much to interpret at Harper's Ferry that spans from the 1730s, basically. When, sorry, 1751, when Lord Fairfax granted, um, I forget his first name, but Harper. Harper. 
uh, a land grant of that area and the first house was built by the Harper family completed in 1782 and then you go on to George Washington being there and creating the first armory out there and then you have Jefferson and then you have Lewis and Clark who practiced on the boats in the Potomac right there and that's hardly touched as an interpretation I saw nothing about that absolutely nothing because the majority I would say 99% of the buildings there in the historic area are from the 1800s so there was plenty that happened in the 19th century there so they're huge I'm talking about the psycho John Brown and how he saved what did he do nobody he saved he nobody saved nobody he saved not a soul so his plan <coughs> he was a psychopathic zealot and his plan, he thought, if he and his sons go in, he had also gotten into skirmishes where people died. So he's also a murderer um, in <clears throat> out west when there were arguments over um, Kansas coming in and whether Kansas is going to be a free state or a slave state. So <clears throat> he comes back east. His plan was to capture the Federal Armory with his son and uh, some slaves that they had already freed and a bunch of other people. Once they had the armory, they thought all of the slaves in the surrounding area would magically rise up oh. mm -hmm. and join them. And since we have the armory, we have the guns, so we're going to make a slave army, freed slave army. And march through the south and free all of the slaves. Um, no. The slaves that heard about it were like, yeah, you're crazy. That That's insane. We're going to get ourselves killed. So nobody rose up to help him. And General Robert E. Lee, he wasn't a general then, he was a colonel, was called in um, to put down this theft of federal property and restore order. John Brown was cornered in the firehouse and captured and eventually executed. And yeah, they found him in caves. Yep. So, fun part, fun fact, is that he also lived up in Lake Placid. And there is a state historic site dedicated to him and his dwelling there. And He got around. Yeah, he's lionized by many, many people, but not us. Um, I don't disagree with his sentiment that slavery is wrong, but just not a good plan. No. So. What's even more interesting about Harper's Ferry is that there was a battle that took place in 1862 during the Civil War where the Confederates actually defeated the Union Army. They were vastly outnumbered and surrounded. Um, but while there is talk of the battle there and soldiers being there, it is not heavily interpreted. Which is a, a historical misfortune because that was the Stonewall Jackson was instrumental in making that victory happen for the Confederates, and it is the largest number of 
federal forces captured? They captured 12,000 or 14,000? 12,000. 12,000. They captured 12,000 federals. That is the largest number of United States military personnel captured in a battle until World War II. Yes. So that is definitely off the beaten path where the battle took place was not in the town. You know Harper's Ferry. Like, fighting in the streets is so Gettysburg. So, no, that didn't happen in Center City. Harper's Ferry had happened a bit west. Well, there were several battles of Harper's Ferry. It changed hands multiple times. times. Correct. So there was fighting in the streets and buildings were shelled. But for that particular battle, no. So, yeah. So, uh, then we boogied on. And that was, that was pretty much our, uh, our trip there. You have gotten some new items, some new gear items you'd like to share? Absolutely. Um, so I had, because I bought a bunch of shit this year for our trip out west, I had $115 in REI member rebates monies. So this is the part of the podcast where we shit on REI. Um, so Mrs. Cranky and I went up there Saturday morning. I was looking for a tent. The selection of tents in the East Hanover REI in New Jersey is not very good. They don't have any backpacking tents except their own brand, which is called the Flash. Which is a fine tent, but they don't have any hyperlight. They don't have any... Well, they wouldn't have... What brand is your tent? Um, Gossamer Gear. They wouldn't have any Gossamer Gear, because Gossamer Gear is a small garage company. So, But they only have their tents. And I'm assuming it is a clone of Hyperlight, because brand new, the Flash 2, two-person coming in at 1.5 pounds, REI backpacking tent is $400. So, it's like, well... That's ridiculous. That's not happening. It's like, let me check upstairs in their now called the used section, the resupply. Because I guess used is not... It doesn't promote, you know, good feelings in language when you're looking for gear. <laughs> so, they happen to have a... Flash 2 upstairs that was part of the rental program. You used to be able to rent gear from REI. They no longer do that. So this tent was same tent that was downstairs for 487 Yeah. So I was looking at the inventory that they wrote on the bag and it said tent body, five stakes, poles, uh, poles are optional, by the way. I am going to keep them in my closet and use trekking poles to keep the weight down. And um, a ground cloth. Yes. Or bathtub? Uh, no, bathtub? The, the base that you put underneath it. Oh, 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 yes. Okay. So it doesn't mention a rain fly. So I went up to the counter, and I was talking to the lady. I was like, yeah, this doesn't mention that there's a rain fly included in here. She's like, yeah, it's a rental use, so it's not in there. So you have to buy that separately, or 
they don't sell them separately. So it's like, all right, fine, I'll put a tarp over it. It's still a really good deal. I'm saving over $300. I'm out of here. So I get it home, and it turns out the reason there's no rain fly is because it's directly attached to the tent. It's all one unit. So they did not know what they were talking about. Yeah. Um, so then Mrs. Cranky and I headed over to Sierra, which sucks if you're looking for specific things. Like, they didn't have any tarps. Um, but I was able to find, the brand is Northeast, a 30-degree rated mummy bag for 30 bucks. I was like, this is a really good fucking deal, and it's very compact, it's very lightweight. Uh, so for $30, I was master shopper of gear this weekend. <laughs> and I used it last night, and it, I give it a 4.5 out of 5. Fantastic. Yeah, I have no new gear, I don't think. No, nothing new for me. No. So, what do we have on the docket in uh, a thousand weddings. So I may do a solo trip in April. Yes. But there will be no joint <clears throat> trips until May. So what are we doing? That 30 miles again that we're supposed to do this weekend? Yeah, we're going to get that 30 miles done and uh, <clears throat> then go from there. Because starting in June, my schedule does light up a little bit. A little bit. Because I realize not only do I have... Like that work thing, mm-hmm. but I also have two lectures I'm giving. Okay. Um, both out of state, so yeah, it's. <laughs> I'm exhausted. This <laughs> this season has been very, very, very busy, not in a fun way. Um, so yeah, we're gonna do the 30 miles in Virginia, like we should have done t- yesterday today, um, and then we are going to be out on the AT for probably about five days or so. To get more miles done. Around 4th of July. Yeah, 4th of July-ish week. And, uh, yeah. That's what we have planned in the immediate future. Alright. Um, yeah, I think that's all that we have. We, uh, spoke to, well, I spoke to, I have to reach out to him again. Uh, text Tony Montana. We'll be returning to the show because he is planning a, training for a... 50 mile race so we want to pick his brain because we realized that training for our 50k and then doing 20 miles out of our 50k destroyed both of us uh yeah which is why we part of the reason we didn't do any more hiking this weekend so it, it did work out oh it worked out great yeah so we definitely needed to just camp and that was fucking awesome yes so we everybody all right y'all as ever check us out on instagram crank is going to put up some new photos and videos as well as tiktok both under the same name just look up rocks and roots podcast you'll find us um yeah and that's about it i'm not gonna mention the email if you want to email us but if you want to <laughs> send up, send us a dm on instagram we'll always check that uh leave us a review and a comment um on the show if you would like we always appreciate you and uh yeah we will catch you next time ciao